0: Welcome to a social disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi. The next class, I'm your host Jesse Mack,
1: and I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. And today we're talking about season one, episode two, hashtag No Filter.
0: Hey everyone, and welcome back. Um, I'd say our first episode went pretty well. How about you, Carly? Yeah,
1: I was like super impressed with us.
0: So we're officially on iTunes and Google Play now, so you can listen on your favorite podcast app. So that's pretty exciting. Woo! We're well, like a real podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of easy to get on there, but I'm <laughs> because- still no, proud no, 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 <laughs> it's really impressive. We're so cool. So we realized that we're not really sure what has and hasn't happened in the series yet because it's been so long since we watched it. We're attempting to do a binge watch, starting off with season 11 and catching up to where we are now so that we can do a where we left off binge cast.
1: Because I had no idea that these characters had started in The Next Generation. I honestly, I never finished Next Generation, sadly. I feel like a lot of us fell off of it once like our fave characters left. And Everyone was like, "Ugh, I don't care about Darcy's sister. <laughs> like, <laughs> know. But now I know I'm like, I have to go back. OK, great.
0: So if you want to binge with us, uh the first time we see Tristan is season 11, I believe episode 28. I'm like 10 episodes in. There are so many episodes per season, so it's probably going to take a little while wow. um for us to catch up. Um but in the meantime, we're still going to do the recaps.
1: And they're available they're available on what I you watch on YouTube or
0: yeah, they're all available on YouTube. Yeah, you just type in Degrassi Season 11, Episode 28, and it should come right up. I love the internet. Yeah, in the meantime, we're still going to do the recaps. It's just one of those things where we want to kind of be able to update anybody who either hasn't watched it all before or hasn't watched in a while. And then we can all get on kind of the same page. Cover our bases. We're Degrassi experts. All right. So today's episode is kind of a doozy. We focus on mental health, physical health, stuff like that. And I related quite a bit to this episode.
1: Yeah, I um, I mean, when I was taking notes on it, I was like, wow, a lot of the um, th- like I wrote down themes were like death, murder, torture. I feel like people say the word torture several times in the episode, right? Um, but obviously, you know, talking about friends, not understanding you, and um, needing to put on a happy face because. Others can't deal with your reality. Yeah, they're going right into
0: mental illness, which is, like, a huge issue. Yeah. Um, But they're, you know, I think they're probably setting us up for somebody to have a breakdown. I feel like we get that pretty much every generation. Somebody, we, like, go on this journey with somebody. Mm -hmm. So why don't we get started with the episode? So we open with Miles reading a poem in creative writing class. Roses are red, violets are blue- this assignment sucks, and Tristan also sucks. Tristan barks back, the teacher's pissed. This was not the assignment. Winston invites Miles to the
1: calf for some slices, but Miles would rather float in a pool with some single malt. Winston was like, let's get to the calf before all the good slices are gone. <laughs> it, was, it was very specific. There's there are good slices in the calf that they need to get to immediately. Winston isn't bad enough
0: to skip class week two. So I was cracking up when he's like
1: I'd rather float in the pool with some single malt. I know. I was like, (laughs) Like, dude, you're what, 17? You're a
0: child. Right. Like,
1: (laughs) who even drinks single malt until, like, they're at least 27? Like, I was like, who do you think you are? But he's rich, He's just classy. That's all. That's what it is. It's (laughs) like, I bet they have their uh, liquor cabinet probably has a lot of whiskeys in it.
0: So then we cut to the Hollingsworth Estate. Miles hears noises through his mother's bedroom. He busts in, but she's too busy banging to notice. Whoops. Cut to the theme song. So we set it up in like one of the most awkward things that could ever happen to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he didn't just hear it. He opened the door and
1: saw it. Right. Like he was like, I better investigate. Like he heard noises and it wasn't like, oh, somebody's in the house. I should hide. It was like. Let me see what's going on in my mom's room and right. just totally open the door and not be worried about walking in on my mom having sex. I guess like he doesn't have a reason to be worried about that, but but I- But still.
0: I don't think I'd just barge in my mom's room like that. Yeah,
1: I don't think I would either. Like I think I would at least be like, knock, mom. So we cut to the theme song and I'm already singing along. Oh, I agree. It's only week two. Like, no, yeah. And I'm already like, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I know I can make it. I can make it. I I can make it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm on board with it already.
0: I'm currently so I started the binge watch already and like so I'm getting two different theme songs right now. I'm getting like the updated version for them and the updated version for now. Like they changed this song many times over the years. Oh yeah, they did, I bet. The one thing they don't do on the new intro that I noticed. Is that they don't do the whole um, Degrassi logo on a jacket anymore. Oh, yeah. Or a t-shirt. That's true. It used to be this big, like, fancy graphic that they would do, even, and they didn't do it this time. Even
1: back in Degrassi Junior High in the 80s, it was on somebody's butt. Really? Like, their, their <laughs> jeans, yeah. Like, the ending was always on, like, well, yeah, because I remember being like, this is kind of weird. Why are we, like, closed <laughs> up on, like, a middle schooler's butt right now? That's um, that's kind of Degrassi's M.O. is closing up on people's It is. Butts. Apparently, yeah, because no, wasn't there? I think in one of the original at some or in the next generation at some point when it wasn't on Marco's jacket, I think it was on somebody's butt <laughs> either before or after, like because they were like closing in on like their flip phone right. that was in their back pocket or something. And, I don't know, you know, anyways, yeah, I just butts, butts, butts. It's always butts <laughs> with that show.
0: Um, all right, so we cut to media immersion, and I am super glad that media immersion is still going strong.
1: <laughs> um, I never took that
0: class. I'm incredibly jealous of media emerg- immersion because we didn't have anything even close to that at my school. Oh, we did PowerPoints and that was about it. I guess we had like a photography class, a web design class, but they just have this really cool like media in general class, yeah. which I think I would have liked. Definitely. Grace and Zoe are talking
1: scandal and Grace doesn't get it despite loving torture. See, torture. They bring up torture. like that's, I just, I'm just noting that they say torture and like they said torture a couple times in yeah. this episode. So I was like, huh?
0: They get assigned a group project where they animate a video of where they'll be in 15 years. And they pair up because Maya and Zig are basically obsessed with each other. Grace goes to get the handout and Tristan asks Zoe if she's cool with being just friends with Grace. They kissed once in like a season or so ago. Um, Zoe is questioning her sexuality and is unsure about Grace's. Tristan teases her about being in love and says life's better out of the closet. He then makes a joke about Grace looking like a lesbian. How funny.
1: Yeah, again, I was like, whether you're you're like first you're biphobic and then you're like giving her shit about possibly being a lesbian. I like, told I was like, you he was rude.
0: I know, I was like, <laughs> Tristan,
1: you're very problematic in the gay community. I'm like, you need to you need to look at the rest of the alphabet and or not the other you know. I was like, <laughs> you need to look at your L's and your Bs and your T's and your Q's and your IAs, okay? You're just a little too focused on the G's. <laughs>
0: Shay and Lola are chatting in the hallway. Frankie shows up looking like Avril Lavigne with her box bleach blonde streaks. Oh, they're so bad.
1: I just love how much Lola is like, this is a cry for help. Like, she is so concerned about the fact that she dyed her hair.
0: She's been super emo lately. But she insists she's fine and she denies their invite to hang out.
1: Whereas Lola is like... No, the fact that you did that to your hair it really like you need therapy at this point if you were that stupid to do that to your
0: hair i mean lola dyes her hair once a season is she crying out for help
1: right no but no because what it's just her shady ass way of being like your hair looks like garbage because it does (laughs) it It looks so bad and she's just like no this is like girl Girl, we need to fix this. Something is wrong because your hair is nasty. I
0: don't know. Every time I try to do something with my hair in high school, it came out pretty similarly bad, but like, she's rich. (laughs) Why did she do that herself? Right. Yeah. I know. Like, girl, go to a salon. Like, what? Anyways. All right. So we cut to the gym. Miles does not want to tell Winston what he saw. Winston wants him to look on the bright side. At least she's moving on from his lousy dad. But Miles insists on naming the abuse, which is like a huge thing for a high schooler to do. Mm. He would not be able to handle his father moving back in. Then he casually jokes about having PTSD, not from his father's abuse, but from seeing his mom having sex. He then jokes about cutting the brakes in the man's car to heal his trauma and things like casually decapitating him and bathing in his blood. And I'm like, okay, Stasi.
1: I've always wanted to impale someone and cut off their head and have it on a spike in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they'd be a really good couple.
0: Um, anyone who doesn't get that reference, it's like my favorite show ever, Vanderpump Rules. Anyways, uh, he's not going to tell his siblings. He just wants to forget what he saw or, you know, murder. No big. I thought it was interesting that he, like, joked about having PTSD when I think he really does have PTSD. Right. No,
1: he absolutely does. And he's freaking out about his mom having sex when it's really, like, you just said your dad was abusive. Like, shouldn't that be the bigger... I'm,
0: I'm trying to remember, um, did his... Was his father physically abusive? I think it's
1: implied. I can't it's remember. It's definitely, like, again, because I didn't... I- I haven't seen him yet. Like, you know, I didn't watch the earlier episodes, but it seems like it's implied that he was physically abusive.
0: I'm pretty sure, like, it got
1: to that point, and this is why we need to rewatch so much. (laughs) Right. He referred to him as being, like, his dad's punching bag or something like that. So, like, I read that as as physical abuse. So then
0: we cut to the lounge. Uh, These people have, like, six lounges. They have so many places to hang out and sit. And so much time to hang out and sit. I know. I wish I was in Canada. Right. I had like 2.5 minutes to get to class.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They have all these time to be sitting around and like (laughs) discovering that their friends are catfishing them and stuff. Zoe and Grace are talking about their project and
0: Zoe asks Grace about her hair and her piercings. Grace kind of brushes the questions off. Zoe teases her about her gauges, about how they'd like stretch out ridiculously when she's older Um, They wind up arm wrestling kind of in this like awkward handhold slash arm wrestling pose. Gay tension. Grace gets uncomfortable, coughs and runs off. Zig and Maya tell her Grace is just like that and to not push or pry, it'll just make her mad. Um, Zoe disregards that and texts her anyways.
1: I loved how in that part, because we don't know what's coming up in the episode, it almost looks as though she like... Touched Zoe and then coughed and was like, oh, Zoe just gave me germs. I need to go.
0: <laughs> so then we cut to Hollingsworth Manor. So the Hollingsworth crew is hanging out on the patio and their mom goes, who wants breasts? They're very juicy.
1: Mm. Miles does a spit take.
0: <laughs> I also did a spit take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Because she stopped it. She stopped it. He was like, who wants breasts? And he was like. Bleh. And then she's like, they're very juicy. <laughs> We're like, What? Who says that?
0: (laughs) Um, So she tries to get them to open up about her day, but it's crickets. She rambles about how invigorating her Zumba class made her feel. And then Miles points out Frankie's midlife crisis hair. It's so bad. Frankie basically tells him to shove it. Uh, The mom takes a phone call instead of actually parenting. It turns out it's the school and Miles is in trouble for threatening a student. So the mom here is just like terrible.
1: Yeah, she's (laughs) like... Let's be a family. Ugh, fine. I'll take a phone call.
0: Yeah, it's a little late to start parenting at like 15 and 17. Right. I mean, they probably were raised by a nanny. That's what I would assume. Yeah, these kids are pretty friggin' spoiled. Tristan is calling Zoe a fool over the phone as she lurks outside Grace's house. She knocks and is greeted by Grace's mother, who says she isn't home, but when Zoe walks away, she sees Grace's uh, super good hiding spot behind the curtain. <laughs> right? Grace was like- Oh, man. Full on out there.
1: <laughs> right. Like, she wasn't even trying to hide, but I i mean, I have to say it was a, a really bold move on Zoe's part, because like, think about we are now it, with tech, modern technology, for you to just- show up at somebody's house like that is ballsy oh yeah
0: it used to be kind of acceptable no
1: and that's what i'm saying like when i would see it happen in like the next generation it was like oh whatever it was like 2003 yeah we had cell phones but we weren't really paying attention to them that much right but like yeah for you to just show the fuck up at somebody's house um that's creepy yeah
0: it's funny how like times have changed where like it used to be not a big deal but now it's Considered creepy and like overkill.
1: Oh, yeah. Cause it's especially because she has feelings for her. So it's like, it's one thing if it's you're dropping in on a friend, but the fact that she is crushing on Grace mm-hmm. it makes it like extra creepy. Context is key, I guess. Mm hmm. Also, I just have to say that I, I think I've, I clearly it's my problem, but like, I, as much as I hate Frankie's extensions, um, I also low key need her to leave them in because for whatever reason I confuse Frankie and Zoe all the time. Really? Like, yes, I have such a problem, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. which ones? The might be lesbian. Which ones? The rich one. Like, I I, 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 I mean, my friends always joke that I have a really hard time telling white people apart, even though I'm white. Um, but like, they look i mean god there was there's two characters in westworld that i literally thought were the same person until like three quarters of the way through the season and i realized they weren't um so i i have a problem with face recognition
0: see yeah i don't think they look very similar at all besides their hair
1: like i'm getting better now right um but yeah i just needed to say that because i'm always like wait a minute who are you
0: so we cut to frankie's bedroom and frankie is crying in bed But she gets a message from, like, this super empathetic rando, and I'm thinking, is this Dolphin Pants 2.0?
1: Literally. She is about to get called into a hotel room and be like, I'm the teacher, but I know my student is waiting for (laughs) you. Emma.
0: Creepy. He compliments her hair, and she explains that her friends hate it and think it's a cry for help. So Nuthin92 says, damage looks good on you.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I, I know. I thought it was extra funny because she was like, let's see, oh, um, this pair of Converse shoes that's from Arkansas, U.S. Like, yep, this is the person I want to tell my life story to.
0: <laughs> right? She opens right up. So I'm wondering, is Nuffin92
1: the skater boy to Frankie's April? That's what she's hoping. I mean, clearly it's just a picture of Converse sneakers. <laughs> and again, like, I love that if you had clicked on this made up profile they probably wouldn't have had any pictures right like it could not look more suspect
0: actually yeah now that i think about it it's like there's no face there's nothing and she's like you told me i i look good i'm just going to tell you everything everything
1: my and it's literally that it's like what's wrong and it's like my boyfriend left my dad left everything changed and it's like you you're talking to a pair of converse shoes from <laughs> from arkansas apparently
0: Okay, so they keep talking and she lists all these reasons she's sad, like her dad leaving, her ex, um, her lack of trust in people. So like she has legit reasons to be sad. And so I'm wondering, I'm wondering, is this depression situational or clinical? Like it does run in families
1: it definitely seems like that that family in general has some sort of mental illness right. happening i mean since since all three kids are a little a little out there going you know? through stuff you know yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna call them a little wonky. And I was like, I don't know if that's the right word. It's a pretty emo family at this point. Super. Yeah, no, they are giving me like CW rich family drama vibes. <laughs> um, and I'm here for it. I'm
0: just wondering if this is something that will pass for her. Or is it something that like she actually has clinical depression and that's why she can't deal with it?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. It comes off for her character, I guess for me it comes off as it's it's situational, right. but I mean it's hard to say when we're just in one episode of it.
0: Yeah, at this point it seems kind of situational. Mhm. We cut to the girl's bathroom. Grace and Zoe are clearly an OTP because they're on the same bathroom schedule. What does OTP stand for? One true pair. Oh,
1: I've never heard that. It's
0: like when people ship each other. Have you heard of shipping? No. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. I got to catch you up on some language. Yeah, teach me. So there's a concept called shipping, which is just like when you want to two people to get together. Oh. Um, and then there's a concept called one true pair, which is abbreviated to OTP. And it's like your people who you like think are each other's ultimate pairing. Oh. Um, like they're perfect for each other.
1: Okay. I was like when – yeah, Grace and Zoe are clearly OTP. I'm like, does that mean their their periods are matched up? Like what does that mean? <laughs> They're synced. No, it's their their bathroom schedule is synced, but mm. I don't.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Zoe tries to confront Grace about ghosting her, and Grace just doesn't want to even talk about it. Zoe goes, "You're such an emotionally damaged psycho that you can't handle one touch." And I'm thinking about the podcast "Emotionally Broken Psychos."
1: I know I loved it. I was like, "Yes, call her an emotionally damaged psycho." I wish I called more people out like that with just (laughs) those specific, like those biting of terms. Right, you emotionally damaged psycho. A lot.
0: Zoe won't drop it until Grace starts coughing up blood.
1: <laughs> I mean, I generally don't drop things until somebody coughs up blood too. True. Like, it gets it gets really tense with my friends because they're like, Carly, can you please just like, I get it. I get it. I ate your leftovers and I shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, you better cough up blood or I'm not going to let this go.
0: <laughs> Zoe wants to call 911, but Grace just wants to be taken home. And we will understand why she's so casual about it later.
1: <laughs> to be continued. She's
0: like, just take me home. I'm coughing up blood. No big deal. <laughs> It's cash. So Frankie is getting cheer up memes from Nathan92. He suggests she goes out for a night with friends to cheer herself up. Frankie doesn't think that her friends want to hang out with the real her. They just want her to pretend to be happy. She feels like this is just who she is now, an emo.
1: Um, the fact that she refers to the fact that they don't want to hang out with the real her, it actually takes me back to Next Generation where Ashley sang that song to Jimmy when she was goth. Oh, God. And she was like, I know you, the real you. <laughs> like, that's what it made me think of. She's like, she's in full on goth Ashley mode now. Was
0: that like when she like plays it and then like backs out slowly? it just like leaves him to like listen to the song no, or that's a different No 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 one.
1: I was initially thinking when she first played it for him and she's like playing the piano mm-hmm. and she's like because we're perfect now we're great and Jimmy is just like sitting there like uh-huh <laughs> yeah like i i mean okay i really like you your personality but your goth makeup's kind of weird but he's going along with it <laughs> but it's at the end when she breaks up with him that I'm pretty sure she, like hands him a note or something like that, and then is backing up slowly, oh, and
0: then does a back, yeah,
1: up. I know you, okay, <laughs> yeah,
0: so she hears a phone ding behind her, and it's Shay and Lola. They're catfishing her.
1: I love it. they're like, that's dark, <laughs> yeah when they when they get her like latest message,
0: right, that that they don't like the real her, like that's so dark, so dark. Uh, She confronts them, and they claim it was an accident, but, like, you don't accidentally catfish somebody. That does not happen. Right. (laughs) It's very intentional. Yeah. But they say they were just worried about her. I mean, she dyed her hair.
1: Right? A cry for help because it's so fucking awful.
0: Lola is so afraid that she thinks Frankie might kill herself, and Frankie's like, what? Well, the hair. The hair's that bad. And then it goes from that to, well... We didn't think you wanted to be friends with us anymore. And she's like, maybe I don't. Mm. So here's a funny thing. I was totally catfished by a friend in junior high. Oh, my God. I made friends with this girl. I'm not going to say her name. And we both loved Hanson. Is it my sister? No. (laughs) My sister, your other cousin? Beth did not catfish me. No. This girl went to my high school. Okay. So we both loved Hanson, and she pretended that her dad met their dad While he was like trucking across, he was a truck driver. Okay. She claimed that he met their dad at a truck stop and their dad gave him their email addresses. Oh my God. And then she started talking to them. She was like, I'll have them talk to you and sent me an email. And I'm starting getting emails from Zach Hansen and I'm like in seventh grade like, oh my God. Oh. Turns out it was her all along. Oh. I can't remember how I found out. But my mom was like, oh my God. (laughs) And she took it like really seriously. And she was like, you can't be friends with her anymore. Um, Granted, I don't think at that point I really wanted to because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, It was so weird. Well, I I think we just kind of like, stopped hanging out like I can't fully remember like if I confronted her if I just like stopped hanging out with her but like we didn't hang out for maybe a couple years after that and then we were friends again it was fine like by the time 10th grade or something hit but like I totally lost that
1: friend over it and it was definitely a weird thing (laughs) yeah I mean people are crazy out here like uh a A friend of mine, he had somebody on Grindr telling him that he was Seth Rollins' cousin, and Seth Rollins is a wrestler, Mm -hmm. and my friend really likes wrestling, so, like, he was, like, literally trying to solve the mystery, like, the more they talked, but this guy was clearly just, you know, an emotionally broken psycho or what is what is, is she, an emotionally, <laughs> emotionally
0: damaged psycho yes
1: yeah so this guy was clearly an emotionally damaged psycho um, <laughs> that was trying to pretend he was related to celebrities right. in order to get in my friend's pants but
0: so we cut to principal snakes office um miles thinks he's in trouble for the poem but it turns out someone caught him ranting on video and uploaded it to hasty and it's trending just like everything that ever happens at degrassi right he doesn't think making jokes about killing people is a big deal, but the school took it as a threat to Tristan. They convince him to admit that he's talking about his mom's lover and weirds the fuck out of Principal Snake. So this seems like a family matter.
1: Yeah, and then and then Miles goes and makes this the jab of like, actually, I'll leave you two alone. Maybe you'll hit it off because my mom's a huge slut. That's like so that's great. literally what he's implying and it's like, right. dude, what are you doing?
0: So- yeah, I don't know how I feel about this like the making jokes about killing people thing like
1: But I I think that generation does it. I feel like that those age kids do it way like right. you see people on the internet being like, You should kill yourself. Like and it's just like, whoa, right, damn, how do we get here? Like,
0: that's wow, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess like I used to I don't know. I used to make a lot more
1: edgy jokes when I was younger. Yeah, pro- same. And then
0: I grew up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then I
1: was like, oh, my God, people actually do kill themselves. I don't want to wish that on anybody. Right. Like, damn, I don't want that on my conscience. I don't want anybody hurting themselves because of me.
0: But so this kind of seems like a way that he's lashing out. Yeah. And actually, like, I think he's probably trying to get attention with mm-hmm. this. But he has a terrible mother who doesn't notice that bo- like, all three of her kids are fucked up. Yup. We cut to the music room. Frankie is hiding behind a piano and crying again. Jonah walks in and tells her to scram. Uh, He's reserved the room.
1: I love that she, (laughs) Uh, once again, is willing to open up to anybody but her friends. Right.
0: She goes, not that it's any of your business, but my friends catfished me. And Jonah just goes, I don't care. I love it. She keeps telling him all her problems, and he keeps it incredibly real with her. He tries to back her friends that they catfished her because they care. Frankie is experiencing her first brush with an existential crisis. Nothing is black and white anymore, and she thinks her friends like the old her better. Jonah is, like, exhausted, and he's just like, get new
1: friends then. Jesus. Yeah, it's almost as if she took nothing 92 or Nathan 92 Mm -hmm. and was, like, this is Jonah. Like, Jonah is nothing 92 in person because I bet he also wears Converse. He's going to comfort me. I feel like anybody besides her friends, like, she just
0: thinks her friends are fed up with, like, listening to her complain. And so it's just, like, anybody who will listen. Yeah, Or even, like, not even willing, he's not even willing to listen, but he's willing to stand there, so she's willing to talk to him. Right. She's definitely crying out for help, but she's not crying out to the people who could actually help her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Jonah's not the person to help her.
0: We cut then to Grace's bedroom, and Grace's mom is helping her with her breathing mask while Zoe watches. Um, She explains that Grace has cystic fibrosis, which is a terminal illness with a life expectancy of under 35. Research is improving all the time, but it doesn't look that hopeful. So this is the big mystery. This is why Grace is constantly like ditching people and running off and stuff because she's grappling with this life-threatening illness. Which is legit. And it seems like she's sort of expressing these dark thoughts also based on the fact that she's been grappling with her um, mortality for like her entire life. Oh, yeah. So Zoe is definitely like shocked and she just doesn't know what to do. Cut to the creative writing class. So Tiny is reading his report. By turning our backs on the dolphins, we've really turned our backs on ourselves.
1: Damn, that's deep.
0: Mr. Mitchell, <laughs> Mr. Mitchell was feeling that speech. Mm. Tiny twirls away, and the teacher tries to ask the class how the speech made them feel. Miles is like openly whatever about it. He says that they don't actually care how the students feel, that people can't deal with dark, scary, and weird stuff, so they just want you to fake a smile and ignore the problem. A kid unsuccessfully slow claps, and I am that kid. (laughs) (laughs) The teacher wants him to write an essay about it. Something I have never seen any real teacher do, <laughs> right? Like this, this happens on TV all the time. Oh, you feel that way? We'll write an essay about it. And
1: this is okay. So I actually really related to Miles's little speech because, oh, yeah. while I never personally made an outward speech like that in high school, I did one time write a scathing essay because our in my senior year, uh, our teacher was, you know. Talking about how we all had senioritis and people weren't doing their work, and we had to write and like literally do an assignment, something along the lines of like why we had senioritis or like what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I wrote this scathing essay, so dramatic. I was like, I don't have senioritis. My mother is dying, and I just don't care anymore because this is the least of my worries. Damn, and. I know, and I think that it took the teacher, like, several weeks to read it because, like, she didn't say anything about it for a long time, and then all of a sudden, like, two weeks later, like, stopped me in the hallway and was like, I read your essay. Is everything okay? Oh, God. And I was like, oh. I know, I know. I was just like, oh, I mean, I was a mess. Second half of my senior year, I was a fucking mess. Well, yeah. But, yeah, I just remember writing this, so, I was enraged. I was like, how dare she say I have senior writers? I have so much going on. Not that I didn't, but it was like. It was Degrassi-level dramatic where I was like, (laughs) I'm going to show her what the fuck I'm really going through. Right. And she's going to feel terrible. Like, girl, calm down. Like, damn.
0: So I had... One teacher, like, asked me, is everything okay at home? So I'm disabled, which is a really hard thing to say even after decades of dealing with it. Mm. I have a sleep disorder called delayed sleep phase disorder, and I'm also diagnosed bipolar and PTSD. So it's super fun. DSPD makes it so I can't sleep at night. I can only sleep after like 2 to 4 a.m. on an average day. Right. But sometimes when I'm under stress or have to get up really early, I get insomnia and can't fall asleep till like 7 to 10 a.m. And so all throughout high school, this like plagued me because I'd normally get zero to maybe four hours of sleep, and I was lucky if I ever got six to eight. Even on the weekends, I had to get up and go to work, so I really didn't have the opportunity to like – recharge unless I took the day off. Um so I basically spent high school like a zombie. Like I was terrible at school. I mm. didn't do my homework. I like I did well on tests and stuff like that, but I was like I can barely function during the day. How am I going to do more work when I get home at right. night? Um so I did have a teacher come up and ask me and I was just like, "Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> like uh and the one time I went to the guidance counselor, Um, My mom actually wanted me to go to the guidance counselor. She was worried about me. Um, The guidance counselor just said, people don't like people who are sad all the time. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, well. (laughs) I guess I'm doomed.
1: Right? Uh, Sorry no one's (laughs) going to like you
0: for the rest of your life, you sad Sally. I was a little high school emo, so it was like, this is my whole identity
1: yeah Jesus, um,
0: I should have written a scathing review
1: yeah oh i l- I let that teacher have it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so we cut to the roof, and this is like a real deal scene for me, like I was just on Grace's side, one hundred percent like Zoe just shut the fuck up, <laughs> um, so Zoe somehow has roof access, right, uh. I think that's, like, way too big a responsibility for a
1: student council campaign manager. I think there's too many kids that have managed to get access to that roof. I feel like... They get up there all the time. Yeah. It's like, I think Degrassi needs to work on some security because those kids are on the roof all the time. That is such a liability.
0: Um, So she invited Grace up there to talk privately. Zoe was up all night researching and she gets it, she says. (laughs) I love
1: it. (laughs) I was up all night researching. (laughs)
0: So she hands Grace a green smoothie, which Grace pushes away. It's like, wow, thanks. I'm cured. (laughs) Zoe starts to rattle off all these bogus treatments like hot yoga. Uh, that Grace has no doubt heard about, researched, or even tried. She knows these things will not work and that she's doing the best she can to get well.
1: I like that you wrote in the um, notes that these are not magic bullets. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> like the blender. <laughs> the, none of these are going to make nachos in three seconds. I'll tell you what. it will make you a lot of green smoothies, though. So. That's true. Actually, yeah, the magic bullet will make you a green smoothie. So maybe the magic bullet is the cure to cystic fibrosis. <laughs>
0: Grace has to grapple with her mortality every single day since she was a child. Zoe means well, but she's totally able-splaining. I haven't heard that one before. I I just, I probably didn't come up with it, but it sounded
1: right. (laughs) That that sound like right,
0: yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think we're the experts of our own experience and not other people. And a lot of times when people try to like reach out and help, they're often like kind of doing more harm than good. Right. You know, she's been dealing with this for 17, 18 years, and Zoe thinks she can like cure her with just a little internet research.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you heard of the Google, but <laughs> you can you can Google cures for cystic fibrosis. Just just the touch of a button.
0: You know what Grace has that's better than Google? What? A doctor.
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's impressive.
0: So Grace says, you want to talk, but not about how I'm going to die by 35, about how there's no point in anything because I've got one foot in the grave. Zoe pulls a Mr. Clark from Lean on Me. Now I say, if you want to kill yourself, don't fuck around with it. Go on and do it expeditiously. Now go on and jump. (laughs) If you think your life is pointless, just jump. Um, I think not only is that super disrespectful to Grace. Spoiler alert. But it's super disrespectful to Cam, who committed suicide in the greenhouse that you can see in the shop.
1: Damn. I, <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert for me, because I didn't make it that far. <laughs> Just forget it. I'm sure you'll forget about it by the time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: so there's a plot line, you know, a couple seasons ago. Where there's this guy and he gets super depressed and he kills himself in the greenhouse. But it's this thing where, like, she, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but she's telling her, like, if you think your life is pointless, just jump. And you can see this greenhouse in the background. And I'm like, oh my God. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot. She keeps egging her on, which is super fucked up, um, but very typical for like TV and movies when they're handling stuff like this. Oh, yeah. Grace does not I've seen the light fake out and I totally fell for it. Like I was, I was so mad when she's, she's like, that, she's that good at acting. <laughs> she goes on to explain that she's been getting these same bad takes from everyone forever. And she just wants to be real about what's happening to her. She tells a story about being hospitalized for a month as a kid. And that by the end of her hospital stay, nobody was really caring anymore. They stopped visiting her. And ever since she doesn't do relationships because she doesn't think anyone will stick with her till the end. Um, she's accepted that nobody will be at her funeral, even Zoe.
1: Whew. Which is super depressing. Like, you, girl, you have friends. You still have friends. You <laughs> like... went there.
0: I related to Grace a lot. Um, I feel like when you have disabilities, and I know that my disabilities make me look like an asshole all the time. Mm. Um, you know, if I'm late for something, if like my anxiety is acting up and I like can't make it to something or I'm late, or like I can't get up early enough to to go to brunch or anything, you know, it can be really difficult to maintain friendships when they don't understand that, uh, want to face the reality of what you're going through. Yeah. All right. So we move on to the hallway. Lola is doing some sort of Spanish ritual to summon Frankie and it works. (laughs) Thanks Abuelita. (laughs) Frankie is sorry for freaking out, but catfishing her was not cool. They agree, but they were just worried that she was self-destructing. Because she
1: dyed her hair!
0: (laughs) She said she wanted to look different because she feels different, but she acknowledges that the home dye job was not the look. They just want her to be happy, but Lola needs her colorist to upgrade Frankie to a more mature Avril.
1: Yay! Friends again.
0: This seems good. You know, they're on the same page. Like, they want to understand her. They just, you know... Needed a little bit of a push, I think. Mm
1: -hmm. But really, I honestly think that Lola just needed Frankie to agree to dye her hair. I think that was that was Lola's hang up. She
0: cannot hang out with someone who has hair like that.
1: Honestly, it would be a distraction for me too. I'd be like, "Oh my god, please!" (laughs) Because I I love it. Like, what was it halfway through the episode? She's like, "I have a hat you can borrow." Like, damn girl! Wow,
0: Lola is shady as fuck. She's super shady. All right, so we cut to media immersion. Zig finishes up um he and Maya's presentation, wherein he's Maya's number one fan and personal chef while she does Coachella. Tristan calls him a groupie and a servant, and I told you he was mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not everyone's gay best friend. Really not showing up in the gay best friend department. He's Tristan. He's just really being always so rude to Yeah, you're being more of a douchey best friend. I don't
0: know. So Zoe and Grace. Are about to do their presentation, but Grace assumes they're just going to take an F because they ha- they've they been fighting. He's always like, I did the whole project myself. She gets up and makes a speech about not knowing where they'll be in 15 years, but that statistically two of them would be dead. She says she thinks Grace is enough of a badass to be one of those people. Um, and in the animation, she's wearing vintage Valentino at Grace's funeral. Grace thinks that's great in her own backhanded, complimentary kind of way.
1: I feel like if you actually did that project in school, the teacher would be like, this is not appropriate. You need to go see the the counselor. Not a
0: single teacher, like. Or parent or anybody is like, Maybe you need counseling. I don't know. You're acting out kinda weird.
1: Or I would assume that the teachers would all be aware that she had cystic fibrosis because she probably had an IEP or something or like uh True. Is it an IEP or like I'm trying to think what the other term is? I have that, no idea. Like anyways. The folder that says, hey, by the way, this child has cystic fibrosis. She starts coughing up blood in the middle of class. (laughs) She might need to leave without any, you know, asking for permission. Mm -hmm.
0: So then we cut to Hollingsworth Palace. Oh, it's a palace now. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Miles and Hunter are amped about writing something with a chuck. So this is super embarrassing and I meant to look it up. Again, I'm butchering names. He used to be one of my favorite authors when I was like, in uh college
1: like just oh. starting college
0: so his name is chuck palania th- this is why i'm embarrassed because i've never been able to say his name oh I've yeah i've always been terrible at names so. by the way it's vj
1: <laughs> they said i VJ? watched i watched okay. ahead it's vj it's not VJ. But my vajay is painting <laughs> it's definitely vj, <laughs> VJ. <laughs> But we're calling him Vijay when we get when we get to his character arc in a couple episodes. <laughs> we're calling him Vijay.
0: But anyways, they want to get that kind of vibe, that like kind of edgy, dark vibe. So he's gonna do that for his creative writing assignment that the teacher gave him for sassing him. Mm-hmm. Frankie basically sees this as a one way ticket to military school. Um, the mom comes in and calls a meeting. She's back with her father. Miles is devastated, and we end the episode. Whatever it takes. So yeah, Miles's abusive father might come back into the picture.
1: Yeah, and the mom was really, like, n- way too chill about it. The fact that, like, I think it's in this episode, right, where Miles is like, you can't be serious. And she's like, it's fine. Damn, okay. You really going to choose the abusive dad over your son? Well, I don't
0: know if the mom knows he's abusive. Right, maybe that's part of it. Like, I don't know if he ever told her. But so, yeah, there was a lot of overarching themes this episode. There was coping with physical and mental illness. There was trying to be understood by your friends, family, teachers, all that stuff. People wanting disabled folks to be positive for their own comfort Mm. and then lashing out and crying for help. Were there any other themes you kind of noticed about this?
1: Um, only the fact that they said torture more than once. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I, the whole episode started out so dark with them just being like talking about scandal. And she's like, you love murder and torture and, and stuff like that. And so like it really, it's funny how now that I've watched back these episodes so many times, you really see these little Easter eggs mm-hmm. of themes Um right from the beginning they
0: fit they fit so much in like 25 minutes yeah
1: i'm <laughs> like us we need a whole hour to talk about 25 minutes
0: <laughs> so yeah like, they're all lashing out miles with the hyperbolic death threats frankie with that drastic hair change and then grace with like constantly ghosting and focusing on like dark stuff mm-hmm. i mean they were all like focused on these these dark emotions whether it was from a mental illness, a situation, or a physical illness, well, I guess the jury's still out on Frankie whether or not she's like clinically depressed or situationally. But
1: we'll get we'll get there. So yeah,
0: I really related to this episode. Um, as yeah, someone who's been dealing with like mental health stuff and this sleep disorder since you know I can remember. Um, school and like making friends and all this stuff was really really hard when you have this you know this thing that's like standing in your way that's making you unreliable right. or you know making you moody and people don't get it and they think you're just an asshole yeah. and like i f- i understand like a lot of them like i when i was younger i used to be really into no i'm still kind of into dark you know. Oh, humor. Dark TV shows. Oh, yeah, 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 Dark humor, dark TV shows. I mean, my humor is definitely upgraded because I used to be a shitty edgelord. But <laughs> I mean. One, not in high school. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a year or two that I was
1: a shitty edgelord and it was terrible. Remind me again and the viewers at home what an edgelord is.
0: Someone who's just looking to offend people, oh, looking to make people angry. Oh, yeah. You know, making crappy jokes at other people's expense and and being like, but it's just a joke, whatever. Like, Blech. and I think that's kind of where Miles is at in this, this realm. Like, yeah. he's about to become an edgelord, but the teacher is trying to, like, mold him into just, like, maybe a good writer. Right. Someone who, who can write darkly without being, like crappy about it
1: yeah i know i think i weirdly did kind of relate to miles in this episode just again with the whole like the way he lashed out
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: and like i guess the whole idea that i enjoy that they are a super rich family but that doesn't mean that you can't have problems obviously right um but i think that's what makes it, it it's what makes miles and hunter and frankie all such like I don't know, it makes them so villainous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like they have this upper edge that they are rich, but they're like, no, we're misunderstood. Please, we can have problems even though we're rich, right? And I, you know, the what whatever like they're perceived as doesn't necessarily mean that that's how they're doing,
0: right? But so I feel like like our family is kind of like similar to like how Miles is, how how Grace is, you know, this. You take something, like, painful and then you joke about it. And that's kind of how you get over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And that's kind of what Miles was doing, but he did it in this, like, public place where everybody's constantly filming each other, apparently.
1: Oh, yeah. Right? I know. I tried really hard on this rewatch. I was like, can I see the person who has the phone? <laughs> I. You can't. You can't.
0: But yeah. So I think, like, his teacher is trying to, like – Corral this like darkness and this edge, right? And be like, how can you use this to like actually, yeah, you know, how can you t- turn this into something good? A really good essay, a really good story.
1: Um, give him try to put a little lasso on his right. emotions.
0: Um, give him you know an outlet so that he's not just yelling and yeah. you know writing poems about his ex and stuff like that. Like really give him an outlet. Um, and then Grace being drawn to these like dark tv shows and storylines and stuff like that i don't know i feel like that is sort of a way that people cope is they like watch they either make jokes they watch tv or movies or like read about cel- serial killers or like stuff like that and it's like this weird therapeutic way i don't i mean i don't know if it's good therapeutic but it right. feels therapeutic right to like almost to watch things that are, like, worse than what you're going through. Oh, on, yeah. I think. And to, you know, to watch things that center around death and to watch things that center around, you know, people who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really interested to see kind of how this develops, how each person's story develops. Like, is is Frankie truly depressed? You know, can Zoe, you know, not just do that one project, but really be a supportive friend for Grace? Um, Will Miles be able to channel his energy into something better? Or, You know, will any of them get worse? Like, I'm definitely very
1: interested in seeing how this plays out. I'm ready for a breakdown. Um, so that was our episode. Uh, please join us next week when we talk about Season 1, Episode 3. Hashtag yes means yes. Ooh. Oh, that's gonna go there. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh, it's of oh, you know it gets sexy for sure. <laughs> um so again, thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh feel free to follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, under a social disease on all platforms. And make sure to email us at a social disease podcast at gmail.com. And again, please tell us your moments of when Your life went there and things were so dramatic that it could have been a plot on a Degrassi episode and we might just read your exciting life on our podcast.
0: We'd especially like to hear from people who have stories that relate to the next
1: episode. So send them in. Write to me. Carly P.O. Box 9633. Because <laughs> I <what> it was? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> New York City, New York State 101
0: And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack. And Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening.